Welcome to the Sleeping Outside the Box podcast. I'm your host, Doron Lazarus, integrated sleep coach and founder of the Sleep Coach Academy, where we check in every week with tips and tricks from the latest in the field to be able to allow you to get your sleep, your health, and your life back on track. So let's go ahead and dive in. I'd like to speak today about obsessive thoughts, and I know that this can be a very challenging issue that a lot of people maybe even are secretly struggling with. From the outside, it looks like they're holding everything together, but their inside, their mind is turning over with thoughts that are constantly racing and looping around, and I'll describe exactly what I mean. Many people are familiar more with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, which is where the obsessive thinking, thoughts that one can't stop, that just loop and repeat themselves, actually affect a behavior. So for example, if somebody is experiencing OCD about hand washing, their mind will tell them, your hands are dirty. It's dangerous to have your hands like this. Go and wash your hands. And even if they wash their hands, their mind will say, you know, maybe you didn't do it well enough. You could be, you, maybe you missed a spot. You could make a risk. And the, this repetitive thinking actually leads to that behavior of hand washing. And it could be anything, checking the door, checking the oven, whatever it is. What many people don't realize is that I would say equally as common, if not more common than OCD is what we call in the psychological world pure O, or pure obsessional thinking, where the thoughts are not necessarily related to an action, but they are disturbing and obsessive thoughts that can be incessant, and they can be about anything. There is a whole school of thoughts that are involving kind of things that we view as morally repugnant, of things that we would never do, but our mind kind of keeps reminding us like, oh my gosh, stop thinking that, or you'll never stop thinking, or you can't stop thinking this dirty or evil thought. And those thoughts can come maybe a hundred times an hour, if not more. I know that sounds crazy if you haven't dealt with this before, but this is actually a very real issue that a lot of people are struggling with on the inside, and it's different than anxiety. I would say anxiety is the way that we respond to it. It's the emotional response of fear or dread that can come with racing thoughts, but maybe not. Maybe one has got to the point where you recognize that the racing thoughts are irrelevant. You know that they're not real. You know not to react negatively to them, but they're annoying nonetheless. And now, up to now, in the traditional world of psychology, I'll share with you what has been the treatment model, but I also want to share with you what I believe is the next step in obsessional thinking treatment and how we can really get people light years ahead of where they are. So I would say the two approaches that have been established by the mainstream therapy world are ACT and ERP, and I'll describe exactly what those mean. ACT is acceptance and commitment therapy, where we kind of take a more passive approach to our thoughts, as opposed to being entangled and having those thoughts be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. I'm such an evil person. How can I think that? How can I stop thinking that? How can I make these thoughts go away? 
which is where we start battling our own thoughts, which is never a place that we want to be. ACT teaches us to actually diffuse from our thoughts and become comfortable in thoughts, even though the thoughts themselves we recognize are not good thoughts, but we also recognize that they're not us. And we don't have to respond. In fact, we can choose not to respond. We can choose just to watch as an observer and just notice the thoughts and label the thoughts and allow the thoughts to come and go without fighting or struggling with them. And for a lot of people, this is a very important first step. Because imagine those obsessive thoughts are coming and in each one you are fighting with or struggling or battling with. That can really make the problem overwhelming and overbearing. The stage beyond ACT would actually be something called ERP or exposure and response prevention. And in this zone, not only do we teach people to be more passive about their thoughts, but we actually teach people to bring the thoughts up, to expose their brain to this thing which was once very scary to them. Now we're teaching people to actually face their fear because while the reality of you know, uh, I don't know, burning in a fire or having a robber come in your house or whatever, while that might be a scary reality, the thought is actually not. The thought is actually neutral. There's nothing inherently dangerous about the thought itself. And when we teach people to face that fear and to go ahead and bring that thought up, at that point... We teach people that the thought is really something that is benign. It's in their own hands and there's nothing to fear about it at all. And I would say that these two steps, the ACT and the ERP becoming more passive and then actively facing that fear and bringing that thought up in a non-threatening way, those can be game changers for people to be able to deal with the obsessive thoughts and cope with them much better. But... I don't believe that that's the full gamut of the picture because both of these schools of thought kind of buy into the ideology that we can't really change the subconscious mind. That which the subconscious mind has, these looping thoughts, are untouchable and therefore just learn to respond differently and you'll kind of learn to tune it out. But as someone who's dealt with this area in the past and deal with clients with it all the time, I don't find that those tools are the full picture. And therefore, I'd like to share with you that in my perspective, while ACT and ERP are important parts of the puzzle, to take it to the next level, you actually want to go into the subconscious mind. And this is where hypnosis can be a game changer in teaching the subconscious mind to be able to let go of these thoughts and to replace them with thoughts that are genuinely helpful. And this doesn't mean struggling with the thoughts in the moment, but it does mean in a continuous basis, teaching a client to go into a hypnotic state, to be able to bypass what we call the critical faculty and speak directly to the subconscious part of the mind. Because the truth is that mental illness can feel like something is broken. It can feel like your brain is something gone wrong. But the truth of the reality is that it's really the mind which is trying to help. 
any time that the mind is stuck on an obsessive thought, the mind in its primitive subconscious view views this, that this thought needs to be obsessed over. This thought needs to be focused on for your safety. The subconscious mind is only trying to help. And what hypnosis can do is it can actually teach that part of the mind that this thought is actually safe and good to let go of. And you were allowed to be present in the moment. You're allowed to think happy, safe, comfortable thoughts, or just be comfortable in silence. And I found that when you combine hypnosis with the more traditional approaches, you are literally able to end obsessive thinking. You're able to both change it at its root cause and the way we react to it. And for many people, this can be an absolute game changer. I see this a lot in the world of insomnia, which, which I primarily deal with, both in terms of the obsessional thinking about the sleep itself, as well as overall obsessional thinking that can have the mind on that rapid fire loops that can prevent people from falling asleep in general. And for my clients, sleep is the number one thing that they need to be able to heal. And therefore, I find that this extra stage of going into the subconscious mind and being able to teach it and retrain it in a way that is meaningful and in a way that's peaceful, in a way that allows it to end those obsessional thoughts forever. Now, does that mean they're never, ever going to come? No. You, you might have them occasionally. And like I said, learning to react to them differently can help. But I find that it majorly tunes them down to the point they become a non-issue in your life. What do you think? Do you find yourself struggling with obsessive thoughts? Do you wish you could end that repeating loops in your brain? Have you found ACT and ERP helpful or maybe not? Go ahead and leave your notes, leave your comments in the show notes below. I would love to hear your thoughts. This has been Doron Lazarus with the Sleeping Outside the Box podcast. If you're interested in learning more about how to solve your sleep issues once and for all, or to become an integrative sleep coach and help those around you, go ahead and check out our website at sleepcoachacademy.org. There you can learn more details and fill in an application if you're interested in any of our services. Sleep well, and we look forward to seeing you in the next edition 